0: from West Virginia Public Broadcasting. Support for the legislature today is provided by AARP West Virginia, your ally for real possibilities in the Mountain State. Learn more at aarp.org wv. The Charleston Gazette Mail, using its CGM app to deliver the latest news, traffic and weather alerts, keeping you in the know while you're on the go. Lumos Networks, online at lumosnetworks.com. West Virginia University, online at wvu.edu. Orion Strategies, Professional Public Relations, Government Affairs, Creative Services, and Research and Polling, with offices in Charleston, Buchanan, Martinsburg, Pittsburgh, and Columbus.
1: Good evening and welcome to the Legislature Today from the State Capitol Building. This week we've seen a teacher and school worker strike, the death of a controversial controversial education bill and a campus carry gun bill zooming through the House of Delegates. I'll be joined by State House Reporter colleagues in just a minute to talk about all of that, but first a public hearing this morning on what's been called the Clean Salary Bill pay raises for teachers, school workers, and state troopers. The bill easily passed the House this afternoon, and we'll talk about that in just a moment. But first, some of the passionate remarks in this morning's public hearing.
0: I believe at this time that those that went on strike should be removed from the bill and allow only for the state police to have their raise. Later, when the time comes for teachers to receive their raise, it should be accompanied with education and system reform. We heard during the running of SB 451 that teachers did not ask for a raise and they did not want one if it meant giving parents a choice and a voice. If parents have no right to choose how and where their child is educated, why should we approve a raise for those same people that hold those children hostage? If
1: and
2: when our students in the state of West Virginia start scoring nationally below 30%, I would lobby for you a 25% pay raise. But right now we're scoring 48th, and to way to a brighter future for the child and for the state is through education. That's the most important thing we can do for our children is give them a good
3: education. But they can't do it if we have the unions controlling our teachers.
0: I stand here before you a proud product of public education. I graduated from Cabell Mountain High School in 1999 from Marshall University in 2003. I am a Republican, but most importantly, I am a stay-at-home Christian mother that is in complete support of public education and of Bill 2730. I am here today questioning why this bill is even being debated. Our teachers and service personnel deserve a raise. They deserve a great deal more than what is being offered.
1: Now, the critical question here is to West Virginia families, West Virginia taxpayers, and West Virginia students, what are we getting out of that $68 Well, for starters, we certainly aren't getting any alternatives to an education system that faces myriad challenges and isn't meeting the needs of every student or family it serves. We've seen this week that even introducing a rounding error's worth of choice to some of the least advantaged among us is a non-starter for those who defend the status quo. First of all, I'm opposed to this pay raise at this time. Our choices have been taken away from
3: us. Uh, The students, uh, parents and teachers have been left behind. The unions are the only ones that are benefiting from this and they are the great manipulators.
4: Teachers did
2: not ask for this raise. It was promised by the governor flanked on both sides by the Speaker and by the President of the Senate. They killed their own pay raise bill because they felt strongly about what was right for children. Please, let's don't get into, because I didn't get this, you don't get this mentality.
1: I've heard a lot of misinformation here this morning. Things that are just blatant lies. The unions are not here speaking for the teachers. The teachers are voting to tell the unions how to take care of them because they don't feel like they have a voice. You can't create reform without a strong
0: foundation. I really don't like to use test scores as a judgment of how our students are doing until you can develop a test that adjusts for the child who hasn't eaten in three days that's taking it, the child that hasn't slept because they live in a homeless shelter and it's kind of noisy there and trying to sleep on that hard cot just basically sucks. Um, Unless you can adjust for the child who just doesn't test well, like my special education students, test scores don't really tell us everything we need to know.
1: Joining me now are Brad McElhaney of West Virginia Metro News and Jake Zuckerman of the Charleston Gazette-Mail. Thank you guys for being here. No problem. Thank you. Um, and, and I wanted to say that in this morning's public hearing, 15 people uh, spoke in favor of that pay raise bill, eight people opposed the bill, and, um, and again, it did pass very and they got easily, two minutes to speak. and they got two minutes to speak, unlike the 70 seconds that folks uh, on Senate Bill 451 had earlier. Um, the the House bill passed today pretty easily, 80, 89 to eight, um, but what we heard in the public hearing and on the floor today, still really hard feelings about the loss of that comprehensive 451. Um, hard feelings towards uh, teachers by some of those who spoke. So let's first talk about that clean salary bill. This is the governor's. This is the governor's bill. This is what, what he, the governor, promised last fall.
5: Right. Yeah. I mean, turn the clocks back to October, and it was a surprise at the time. I don't think anyone had any sort of heads up on this, and the governor just says. I'm gonna put, I think it was about $100 million into PEIA, just a lump sum, and I'm gonna give another 5% raise. And that was what got this ball rolling and it was part of the omnibus. And that part of the conversation has been, I suppose, muted a little bit, but there wasn't some big grassroots, knock, 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 give us a raise. I mean, this was just sort of something that was, Put onto the table by the governor, and has snowballed from there.
1: And the Republican leadership was was right there, was flanking the governor when he said, "This is what we want to do for Absolutely. you." Absolutely, um, Brad, fill, you know, fill us out about um, a, a little bit. We're we're talking about um, uh, the, the 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 salary bill. What is the what is the feeling uh, among legislators? Are are they wholly behind this?
2: Depends on which legislators you talk mm-hmm. to and what chamber they're in. Mm-hmm. You know that the bill did pass uh, pretty overwhelmingly today in the House of Delegates. I don't remember the final score, but it was eighty 89 something to eight. to
1: eight.
2: After a long debate, it was that <laughs> yeah. that brought a margin. And, and
1: we've got clips of that, but you know, just helped uh, helped set it up for for us.
2: Well, you know, I mean, uh, the House has just had a very different feeling about all of this than the Senate has. Uh, So a lot of support in the house for this pay raise bill that actually not only includes teachers But also school service personnel and state police because those are the three groups that have pay scales in state code So they're dealt with in this one bill But what's gonna happen next is it's gonna go over to the Senate and I all signs are there's gonna be a very different reception for this bill in the Senate and I've been wrong on everything so far so I can't tell you what's gonna happen but uh, odds are there's going to be some twist in the plot line.
1: And, and again, it's it's the leftover hard feelings from the loss of that very big education bill. That's where the, the that's where the rub is over here towards a pay raise for teachers. Right.
2: What seems like a month ago on Tuesday, the House of Delegates voted down that bill, uh, not, not voting on the bill itself. There was never really a vote on the bill, but a procedural motion mm-hmm. by um, the Minority Whip, Delegate Mike Caputo of Marion County, uh, who proposed, made a motion to to delay action forever on the bill. Uh, and there was a lot of debate, but he got just enough 12 Republicans over to the Democratic side and the bill went down in flames.
1: We're, we're kind of getting our, uh, ahead of ourselves, but that's okay, <laughs> we're, gonna, <laughs> we're gonna get, um, because a lot of that, uh, a lot of the points that w- we've made right now, we'll see in, in some of the, the remarks that were made uh, on that salary bill today. So let's go back to, uh, to that debate this afternoon.
3: We will also be giving a pay raise to people who walked off the job, had a signed contract that they were supposed to be providing instruction to our students, we are going to give those people, those folks who, who disregarded West Virginia Code, their contract, and we're going to give them a 5% pay raise. Just keep that in mind when you, when you, when you vote what you're doing. This isn't going to go away, folks, because if people can come here and demand that you only give them a pay raise and you not listen to the folks out there, the hardworking parents who pay taxes every day, to pay the salaries for those teachers, and for us, by the way. We're here to do a job for those people.
6: This was a promise that was made uh, for people who never really asked for it because if you remember the work stoppage last year was never about a pay raise, it was about healthcare, it was about PEIA. The work stoppage this year was not about a pay raise, it was about they felt there were some policies that were harmful to public education. Uh, This is a separate issue. This is about keeping promises. Uh, So uh, I wholeheartedly support this bill and I would I heard a comment earlier that uh, there's a lot of people in West Virginia who don't have a union to stand up for them. Well, I would say this past week is a good example of why they should get one. Uh,
2: Jefferson was a huge proponent of public education, if you read some of his writings. But he he never um, advocated uh, for centralized education. He always advocated for local education at the county level in Virginia he never said the state should get involved and he definitely never said the federal government should get involved and i think you know that's one problem we have is we have to make these binary choices on you know everyone gets this equal pay raise everyone every state trooper gets this equal pay raise we have to group them all in together and um and that's one difficulty when we you know one problem i see when we start centralizing Um, education
6: but all citizens of West Virginia are also wanting a pay raise and I just put that word of caution out for everybody having been in the chairman's seat for difficult years many battles we have been very beneficial with the pipeline development that stops in a year we've been very beneficial with the road development that won't go on forever. We have certain parts of our state that are seeing some nice economic growth, but we have many other areas that aren't. I just put that word of caution of where we may be a couple years down the road. I am going to be voting for that, but with a word of caution. Thank you, Mr. Speaker.
1: And that bill did pass, um, as we've said, it's a, it has a $69 million fiscal note to it, and, and explain that to us, I mean, it, we, were, we were told on the House Commons, the House floor, it's a, hundred, it's a $105 million um, investment for all public employees, and I guess that's part of that is in the budget already, in the Governor's budget?
2: Yeah, well, so the 69 million you referenced is really 67 for the school employees and about 2 million for state police personnel. But yeah, as you mentioned beyond that, the governor promised uh, all public employees a pay raise. But even that gets tricky because the governor can speak for employees who are paid out of the general fund, but employees who get their paychecks basically based on uh, federal dollars or fees like the DMV um, tuition, like higher education or public broadcasting, uh, other pots—it's—it's it's hard for the governor to, to guarantee an amount mm-hmm. of a pay raise.
1: Okay, and then of course the that salary bill is now over in the Senate. Um, earlier we had started recapping the week. Um, we can just go ahead and, and start picking that up. Um, I was—I uh, was surprised, and maybe you, you two can you know shed some light. Why didn't this bill end up in a conference committee? The big educate or the big education bill? No, you don't. No, know. I mean,
2: I, I really thought that's where it was headed. <laughs> yeah, I wrote a whole story, story based on the premise that it was going to conference yeah. committee, and it didn't happen. You know, um, what, what I hadn't anticipated based on the votes that we saw
4: again. The prior
2: let's,
1: let's, week. let's recap, and, I, and I'm sorry. Maybe somebody's been. We need a whole timeline. Maybe someone's been in line. Bermuda this week, and they just didn't. They, you know, they, they, we need to catch some folks up. Mm-hmm. Um okay so we we had the Senate's version went over to the House the House you know took out the educational savings accounts they 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 uh, they made charter schools a pilot program they made it a lot more uh, uh, acceptable to teachers and, and different educational organizations came back over here the Senate rejected that put almost put everything back in and more back in and more uh, and and then we had a strike.
5: <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> yeah. very evening. And there's, there's some interesting behind the scenes interplay going on there. And the Senate president told me and some, Brad was there, some other reporters were there, essentially that he had an agreement. You know, they, he had talked to the House caucus and the House Republicans were going to pass this bill that had seven charter schools, that had a more limited form of ESAs, but had a lot of what the House had taken out in the, in the version it passed then the teachers went on strike, and there was about 24 hours between when this agreement was made, and then the strike, and the bill comes over, and eventually it gets knocked down, and the Senate president essentially said, their word is no good over there. And I know I talked to one of the delegates who was telling me, the longer you wait from when you have the votes till you actually make the vote, People get weak knees. People get scared. People. I mean, there was a tremendous amount of pressure. People from look in the gallery. See red people. Hear mm-hmm. the chance.
1: And and how much of uh, how influential was this strike? The the presence of teachers here on that ultimate um,
5: house vote. Do you think? Well, I mean, if you take the Senate president as word, there were. I believe he said he had 52 votes, so he had even a vote to spare. Mm-hmm. And then somehow there was a so five-member, ten-vote swing just like that, and it, it seems hard to attribute it to anything other than this sea of red T-shirts that were out outside. I mean, even when in moments of silence for prayer or the, national, or the Pledge of Allegiance, you hear that chant. I mean, it, it can't be blocked by marble walls and wood doors. It gets through, and it, it's, it's hard to ignore, I'd imagine, when you're casting a tough vote.
1: I think that oh, one of those key themes is that loss of... Of trust. I mean we heard uh, minority leader uh, Miley on the floor saying I'm gonna say something that I've never thought I would ever say on the floor, and it's I just don't trust the Senate. It's
2: yeah and, really I mean, bad. To go back even further, you know, we've been talking about this a month now, and that is a reference to, to some of the ways it came through uh, going out by surprise and, and one evening really to even discuss it in senate education. Uh, then instead of going to senate finance as we've discussed, there's this committee of the whole that's rarely used. Uh, and, and so all these sort of dramatic twists and turns lead to comments like that where you've got a prominent member of the House of Delegates saying, I don't trust the other chamber.
1: Mm-hmm. And and so now that uh, the this uh, strike is over and the union, uh, leaders of, you know, uh, you know, teachers are back in school, of course. Um, you know, how, how, are they, how are they feeling about the, the rest of the session moving forward? Is there any belief that any of those components that both sides could agree on, beyond a pay raise, um, is there any possibility, even with what's left, in the in the session is there a possibility of resurrecting and, and seeing any of those components go through um, you know m- incentives for math teachers um, you know other other things that people could get behind?
2: The governor made reference to wanting to do some of those things uh, the minimum of fourteen hundred students per county even if you got eight hundred students that's a that's a funding thing.
1: Uh, what you're saying is the funding formula changes would uh, in the, in the, in Senate bill 451 would have, uh, raised the, the floor of student, um, student you, population, student even the thinly so populated be, counties. Yes. So 11 of our counties would be raised up. Some of them only have eight or 900, um, students. So that, that's a lot more money going to them. And that was a really good thing.
2: Uh, an estimated $24 million for counseling services and other wellness programs for schools. So these are things that are continuing to get a lot of positive conversation, but procedurally, how do you now backfill them into some bill, amend them into something, or?
5: uh, I could say, I talked to the Senate President earlier today and had asked him about this pay raise bill and whether or not we might see anything popped into it. They're still looking into uh, bills have to be germane. You can only add amendments that are germane or I guess relevant to the actual point of the bill, but he said some stuff like, differential pay for teachers by geography or by subject or added incentives for math teachers like you mentioned or other hard to fill areas some of those could potentially get amended in but he did commit to letting that bill run letting the house finance or the house pay raise bill run through the senate
1: all right um we're gonna switch gears now and talk about the campus carry gun bill now that is another um, that we saw it last year. It's back this year. It's been tweaked a little bit. Um, do, do either of you want to talk about that before we could? Uh, we can just go to if we're if we're ready to go to that. Uh, the president of the uh, of the West Virginia of West Virginia State University was here, and um, Randy Owe caught up with him. Of course, the higher education uh, presidents officials are adamantly against the. Uh, Self-Defense Act Campus Self-Defense Act and we'll go ahead and listen to that now
4: When you introduce weapons into the uh, greater landscape of higher education you potentially change taint and balance uh, intellectual freedom and intellectual discussions and vigorous debate and so anything that jeopardizes that I believe is not something that would be positively um, uh, uh, impacting higher education. So I have said from the outset that I'm in opposition of it. My presidential colleagues, we all stand in uh, solidarity of that, and that is where we are. That does not mean, and let me be clear, that does not mean that I am anti-gun ownership. As a military veteran, one who has worn the uniform and protected this country, I believe in the Second Amendment, and I believe in gun ownership. I just don't believe it should be in higher education
1: and of course there was a public hearing about this uh, bill i believe that was last week um, on this week i had uh, delegate Steele, who uh, a, a republican from raleigh county who uh, was very much in favor of the bill we had uh, barbara evan fleshower the minority chair of judiciary she was very much against it um, Jake, what else is notable uh, about the bill or uh, you know, its support and opposition?
5: Sure, well, there was one little interesting parliamentary point on the bill where the bill was originally just supposed to go to the Judiciary Committee, but the Judiciary Chairman opposed the bill. He voted against it in committee, but when it came to the floor, the Judiciary Committee had made a request that it go to the Finance Committee, and a majority of the House had actually voted down that request, so it was this unusual point of the majority leader and Republican leadership counterpart, I mean in a civil manner, but going at each other on the floor. And then eventually it did go to the House Finance Committee, as was requested, after some, I think, behind the scenes and what seemed kind of like some tense negotiations. And it was all for naught. As it turns out, the House Finance Committee passed it back up to the floor with what seemed like a pretty quick review,
1: uh, almost almost immediately the same day, mm-hmm. um, and and so it is up for uh, in amendment stage or has it gotten to, to first? I'm kind of I'm kind of behind the ball.
2: I think they must have done first reading today. Today,
1: so it'll be on amendment stage uh, on Monday. I mean, it's just. Uh, you know, it has an 11.6 million dollar uh, fiscal note uh, 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 estimation that this is what it's going to cost for the the you know safes and the rooms for these guns. They're, the the universities are supposed to provide those, um, and and it's just a, a extra police and um, detectors. Got, you know, it's. Um, yeah, it's going to be very costly, and of course, those are for the universities. It's just uh, interesting, and I don't have a pulse on what's, you know, what is in the Senate if um, they're going to receive it with open arms.
2: I, 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 all I know is West Virginia University has been very active in dealing with this bill, and uh, I can think of almost no political force more powerful than WVU in this state, but it may be the gun lobby
5: okay
1: and so as we as we turn and start looking towards next week what what's on your radar
5: god crossover days next week isn't it mm-hmm. so i guess next yes, week today gonna, is
1: 45
5: today's oh my day 45 <laughs> <laughs> well, also ne- next week is going to be when things start really stacking up and every chamber is going to have a lot of priorities that need to get over across the hall before or otherwise they die a, a painful death
1: um brad before we look to your um uh, Next week, you said that you had been in a a committee where it was um, uh, kind of unexpected that uh, Medicaid work requirements was part of the discussion.
2: Yeah, you never know what may come up, but this was house finance, and uh, I was in line with teachers and all kinds of other folks looking for uh, the teacher pay raise bill, but what popped onto the agenda was a bill that has been considered in a few other states to require 20 hours of work or volunteer efforts or education for those who are on Medicaid.
1: And and so what are you going to be looking at next week?
2: Well, more surprises, but... Uh, How this pay raise bill is received in the Senate and if there are differences between the two there are budgetary ramifications So there could be a collision on the biggest bill of all the budget
1: Excellent, we'll be listening to your work and reading your work Brad McElhenney of West Virginia Metro News and Jake Zuckerman of the Charleston Gazette mail. Thank you guys for being here Thank you very much. And we'll be back Monday for the legislature today. I'm Suzanne Higgins for everyone here at West Virginia Public Broadcasting. Thanks for watching. Have a great weekend.